Channel 10. We used to like CNN Channel 10. And we used to think that people would catch on. You know but if you're not from Queens, <laughs> if you don't got Time Warner or whatever. Like, well, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yo. yo, what up, man? It's a different channel, son. What up? Hold on, man. What up? Watch the channel, son. Different plane now, man. It's all good. What up? All good, baby. In every hood, son. What up? Yo. CNN. Network Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace, cast more beef than Scarface. CNN Network Channel 10, it's on again. Street niggas, it's grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. We are back once again. This is the Channel 10 podcast. I am Singard Superior. And for this episode, I got two people straight from Portland. I got Caress the MC and I got Saif, who are, I guess, yeah, technically you guys are one half of Core Demonstration, right? That is correct. Yes, sir. How you guys doing? Doing excellent. About to, after this, we're about to work on some uh, some new shit that we got coming out. So. Right, cool, cool. So busy. Caress. So since I, I I primarily prepared for um for interviewing you, I wanted to dig into your background, and everything like that, and then you know, Saif, I'm going to bring you in too, um you know, throughout weave you into the story and everything. But um, Caress, you are from the southeast part of Portland, right? Yeah, uh, I represent the southeast part. That's where I grew up. I was born in the north northeast side. Um, Grew up in the southeast, so yeah, that's what I'm representing, southeast Portland. But, but, but what, what about yourself, Saif? Same with me, except I was born and raised in southeast. Just always been in the southeast. I know with you, Caress, I know that you do have, you know, some um, uh, a music background. I know you have some family members who do music too, right? Yeah, I got I got family members that uh, do music. I got family members that are in bands, and you know they they tour around. It's, it's mostly like christian gospel music but i've always been raised around music and everything my grandma when she goes to church uh sometimes she takes the mics mic and sings so yeah uh music has been a part of my life for a long time my whole life that's what's up um any uh any rappers in your family i'm the first one actually uh first one (laughs) first Uh, one I i actually got a cousin uh that raps and does his thing like that, but he doesn't take it as serious. But yeah, I'm I'm the first like rapper that's taking it seriously. Right, cool, man. Yeah, that, uh, that's what's up, man. What about yourself, Saif? Any uh, music people in your family besides yourself? Definitely. I mean, like same deal. Like music has always just been like in my house. There was always music playing, like in the stereo. Radio was on or something. Um, everybody in my family plays some type of instrument or make some type of music i got into music when i was like six i started off by uh playing guitar then i played bass then i played drums and then while i was playing drums i started uh like MCing too but yeah it's always been it's always been part of me um like my sister she she does all sorts of instruments she sings my mom she used to play the piano um all my aunts and uncles like we're in like bands or something but yeah music has always been around now you know when i I know you guys probably get well maybe not as much any uh anymore whenever you guys do interviews or whatever um 
or when you talk to people outside of Portland. And it's just about the, you know, the, the notion for some years that uh, peop, some people never kind of thought of Portland as a place that had hip hop, although, you know, hip hop is everywhere, wherever you go. And, um, you know, I'm not sure if that, that kind of stigma about Portland as, you know, the Portlandia kind of hipstery um, kind of places like. Check this out. Portland is known for its hipsterness, but it's not what people think it is that who live outside of Portland. People who live outside of Portland think it's all like that. But we just like any other city, man, we got we got rappers, we got people from got all different man. walks. All different walks of life. But yeah. right now, I think the hip hop scene in Portland is getting bigger because we got so much diversity and it's a feeling or a a scene that nobody has seen before. Yeah. Like, mm. it, it's definitely, there's definitely a hip hop community here and it's like, yeah, it's actively growing and especially, rapidly growing. Es- especially in this past year, like all like all producers, MCs, break dancers, any like hip hop artists of all sorts, they've really been like linking up in this past year and we've all just been connecting with each other and trying to make the Portland hip hop scene popping on the bigger scale. And I think I think for so many years the problem has been like since we weren't, you know, a huge hip hop place, you know, the problem has been like people who are rapping didn't know how to connect with each other. Yeah. They're like, oh, I want to be the first one out of Portland. But over the past couple of years, people have, we've really started trying to, all of us MCs here in the Northwest have been really trying to build a community. Yeah. You know what I mean? I think that's what's uh, helping the Portland hip hop scene grow. Yeah. And, the, and there's definitely, there definitely is the hipster scene here. Like, yeah, there's, there's nothing there's, wrong with that. There's everything, there's everything in Portland, really. Like, cause like, because like Portland has the model like keep it weird, and I pretty much look at that like just like be yourself, you know what I mean. So like, yeah, everybody is whatever they feel, you know what I mean. So there, there's a whole, there's a whole lot of diversity as far as like characters, if that mm-hmm. makes sense. You know, I was doing a little bit of reading up on like Portland's you know uh, hip hop scene, and it does seem like um like you guys said like it has changed quite a bit. I know I I think I read somewhere I think from uh, some kind of 2013 um article from Vice I believe about Portland's hip hop scene and how in certain I guess during that time every so often certain uh, hip hop shows will get like kind of shut down and everything like that, and then yeah, and then from then on it's like been this this constant um i guess resurgence of the scene and uh you know with, with both of you guys uh, i wonder um how much people like especially with you caress since um i know that you're like an avid baller till this day um you know peep figures like martel webster and and um and especially damian Lil, Lil, uh, Lil, lillard coming out with uh, that album and everything like that so how has uh those two figures in the portland community contributed to the hip-hop scene has that helped at all do you guys think Oh, I think it definitely mm-hmm. helped. Dame Lillard, he's a, he's the type of dude, he'll come to any hip-hop show and he'll just hang out. And I think that, you know, uh, you know, helped us a little bit just so people start coming out. They're like, oh, Damon Lillard's fucking with the Portland hip-hop scene. Us Portland natives should be doing the same thing and supporting as well. So, yeah, I think that definitely helped out a lot. Also... As far as what you was talking about with the um, 
the shows, the hip hop shows always getting shut down and stuff. Mm -hmm. All that did was help us find another way to do it. Cause now we're throwing house shows. We're getting booked in people's backyards and making it yeah. and making it popping. You know what I mean? Yeah. We don't got to worry about none of that no more. If you get booked at a venue, that's cool. But you know, now we, we found other ways to do it without getting harassed and, you know, trying to get our, our having uh, the police try to shut our scene down because we're growing, you know? Yeah. And I think, I think like, I think a big reason that that was going on is because like the hip hop scene definitely isn't like the mainstream Portland scene. Like there's a hip hop community and the hip hop community isn't like, uh, it's not the main Portland community, you know what I mean? Like, it's the hip-hop community. So, like, whoever's not part of that, they don't really understand hip-hop shows. So the police or the neighbors or whoever uh, was responsible for uh, shutting down the hip-hop shows, they were just people who just, they didn't understand it, you know what I mean? You know, also, since, you know, you got, I'm assuming, I think we're probably, probably all around the same age, you know, assuming that we're all 90s babies here. Uh, with that... When you guys were like growing up, was there any kind of? Well, I'm sure there was, but um, was there um any kind of local artists who were, who were on the radio or who were just like around the time that you guys were aware of when you guys were growing up? Nuts. Well, yeah, when I was growing up, uh, Cool Nuts That's like, was the man. <laughs> um, yeah, he actually has a radio show out here in Portland right now. Um, 107.5. Yep, on 107.5. Every I think he he's got a couple more days now, but yeah. Uh, so yeah, Cool Nuts is, is the OG in Portland right now. That's who's, you know, that's who everybody looks up to right now. Also, um, other than Cool Nuts, I grew up uh listening to Cat Named Immaculate a lot. Or uh yeah, so Immaculate, Cool Nuts, and pretty much as far as Portland artists, that's really who we had to look up to. Cause right now Immaculate, he's doing a lot of big things right now. Mm -hmm. And uh definitely a, a, a leader as far as a Portland MC, somebody that, you know, Portland natives who are trying to be MC should look up to because he's, he's, you know, he's, he's, he's made a lot of success being from Portland and, you know, whether he's battle rapping or, or rapping is just, he's just a good guy to, and he just got skill. Yeah. And he just got skill. So yeah, those, those two guys pretty much are the people who, if you're from Portland, you grow up, listening to when it comes to the uh you know you guys is like resourcefulness when it came to you know that period when certain shows were getting shut down and everything like that and uh performing in backyards just finding different ways to get booked um because you know when i when i was like you know researching you caress the different kinds of flies you guys had just the different interesting things that you guys were doing because i know that um you just celebrated celebrated a birthday maybe what less than a month ago at this point yeah about, about a couple weeks ago and, yeah. and that's the thing, too. like, well, like just to piggyback off what I was saying earlier about the shows and, and venues and stuff, we uh, the the only way we had to get known was to do things ourselves. All those flyers, we make those ourselves. Everything we all the promotion, we do that ourselves, just building the community together, um, you know, just in a communal way rather than like a, you know mainstream way or whatever it's just you know just like how hip-hop started like in 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 the in the bronx you know they would have parties mm -hmm. underground shows you know what i mean 
It's just the community put it together and all of a sudden it blows up. So I think that's why we're seeing a lot of success in the hip hop community right now here in Portland is because once those venues started getting shut down and really all it really did was just bring us closer and help us find new ways and help us find other talent within ourselves, like making flyers or, or doing whatever. Definitely. You know what I mean? It just brought us up and helped the community build together. Definitely. Now, uh, how uh, how did a core demonstration form? I know you guys have been like, you know, doing this before you you guys formed as a group and everything like that officially. So um, what made you guys like get, get together and form this group and everything like that? I, I, for, I went to school with this one, one of the members whose name is Sav. I went to school with him. And uh, we just both really vibed with each other's music. And we, I rocked to his house one day and we made a song and it was just like, we just had a really dope uh, chemistry and we were like, yo, this is dope. And like, we didn't really talk about creating a group or nothing, but we just knew we wanted to work on music together. And then I met Caress at uh, a house show and then we started making music. We just made one song together, but it we knocked it out real smooth and real fast. And it was a really dope song. And we were at a show one time and we were like, what if we just made um, what if we just made a whole tape together? And so we were like, hell yeah, let's do that. So me and him we whipped up a tape. And that was the first that was the first like unofficial core demonstration tape. That was before we had core demonstration established. But uh, the tape was called the pass off tape. And it was just me and Caress. And then um, we met up with this other cat named Baki Coles, who uh, he's currently in California, but uh, he he lives in Portland from time to time. And um, he's really dope. We vibed with him, too. And we just kind of came up that, with the idea. We're like, yo, what if we made a group? Like, because we all vibe together really well. So we're like, what if we just made a group with me, Caress, Sav, and Baki? And so we just kind of made that and then we came up with the name core demonstration and that's just kind of how it popped off. And then as of recently, we just added, uh, Empress, which is a super dope MC here in Portland. She's crazy. And then, uh, another homie named Jai, who's also a dope MC. So, so we're growing anybody who we vibe with anybody who is down to just grind and knock tracks out and just really push rap like crack, then we're going to make it happen. For both of you guys, um, how do you balance, you know, your solo work with your um, with, with your core demonstration work? Because, uh, you know, you guys have it's it seems like you guys do have like varied styles in certain ways. And I can definitely see that, you know, uh, after listening to like the um, the G Funk tape and God Notes and how you guys like kind of like weave in and out of these different styles periodically. Um, I mean, we we do we do anything like we'll do whatever. Like when we when we whip up core demonstration stuff it's really just like when any of us are together we're just like hey let's just let's make a song real quick we just have fun with it and we just make it happen and then as far as solo stuff uh we just kind of do that when we're not together like i just recently came out with a tape called the lo-fi lab um mm -hmm. it's on my personal soundcloud which is uh called samadhi scythe or sam scythe you can find it like that um but i got i got all core demonstration members on there i had caress on there sav on there baki on there um Jai on there. I had all the people on there. So like it is definitely like the Wu Tang thing. Like we'll have we'll have a solo tape, but it'll still be like it'll still be like a group thing. Like I'm still gonna put on all my people on my solo tape. And but yeah, like it's it's really just like whenever we're together, we work on core demonstration stuff, wherever whenever we're 
not with each other. We'll work on our own stuff. Um, Channel 10. <laughs> Do you want to hear more about classic hip hop? Then check out the Wu-Tang podcast, a podcast dedicated to all things Wu-Tang. Yes, I said it, all things Wu-Tang. You'll hear discussion on classic Wu-Tang albums, interviews with Wu-related guests. So what are you waiting for? Find the Wu-Tang podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and wherever else you find your podcast. Wu-Tang podcast, a Channel 10 podcast production. When you guys like are starting a project, do you like go in saying like you guys are starting a project or just, or does it just happen? Oh, we have been lately. We we we've been we've been uh uh starting projects saying we wanted to do this, we want to sound like this, we want to make these kind of songs for this project. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So, yeah, that's what we've been doing lately, but um I think as we go on and we start doing more of our solo stuff, um it's going to be more just hop in the studio we got a beat let's make that song and figure out what we're going to do with it later are we going to put it out we're going to put on an album mixtape whatever we're going to do you know what i mean i mean a lot of our a lot of our songs too are really just like spontaneous like we'll just like we'll just cook something up and we don't know what we're going to use it for we just know that we made something and wherever it fits into the puzzle we'll use it like that but as far as god notes though we we had a we had an idea. Yeah, for that. we had an idea for that. We were like, we were gonna make it sound like this. We want to get these type of beats. We wanted to do like a lo-fi type thing. Well, yeah, like I, I can most definitely tell because like the, the like the G Funk tape and God knows that they're like really well put together and um. At, but at the same time, I can kind of sense maybe a little bit of spontaneity because um. I I noticed I think at least on God notes that um some of the songs don't have uh, ho- uh hooks per se, but if if yeah, but it follows like this this more more or less like an esoteric theme, um, spirituality and consciousness and everything like that. And I know caress for you, um, I do I have a sense that you have an interest in kind of spirituality, like maybe Krishna consciousness. And I noticed that you do post like a lot of certain like inspirational pics of um, you know, nature and everything like that. Thing is, like, I'm an artist, so I'm gonna I'm gonna do my art regardless of what people say but i also want to uplift people as well i don't want to just be making music to just be making you know what i mean Mm -hmm. i mean even though that's what i do i just make music to make music but if i could if somebody can hear something i say and and it changed their life then you know that's that's like the biggest thing for me you know what i mean that's why i post what i post on facebook you know is is really just I, i just want anybody to look my direction to see positivity you know what i mean it seems to me that you how can i put it like with your with your solo work it it's kind of gone from kind of the smooth kind of idea like with the um with the smooth ass gorilla album really smooth kind of reminds me of the g-funk tape in certain respects um the kind of like the radio skits in between and everything like that um and it goes from that and then you know you go you go from that to the wicked draft vp which it seems to me that it's more it's more or less not as much about um, kind of like the soundscape and the atmosphere and like your voice is more upfront and you're talking more about um, more you're more direct with the you know with the listener about certain things that you're going through so like visions and how like that EP just like really starts off the way that it does. Yeah, well that's another thing too. Like whatever, however, whatever time frame, whatever I'm dealing with in that time frame is going to project through the music. You know what I mean? However, I'm feeling, 
no matter what it is, I'm I'm gonna project that through my artistry. Mm-hmm. So something some things something might sound different this year, and next thing might sound different the next year. It's just because, you know, my lifestyle moves it moves fast, you know what I mean? And I just project that through whatever I'm doing with my art. Mm, yeah, because I think on the, the final song you uh you had this interesting line which you, you said, um, I'm not a rapper, I'm a focused peasant. Oh. And even that bar, that that might be subject to change next year, but that's who <laughs> I was, you know what I mean? That's right. that's who I was. That's you know, and and I I write how I'm feeling at that moment, no matter no matter what's cool, it doesn't matter. I don't care about what's cool and what's not. This, this is what I am, and I portray that through my music. You know what I mean? So, you know, with you being like an avid baller, and like you know, I think you you play like in a, you still play like in a league right now. If I if I'm correct, I don't play in a league right now. Yeah, last time I played in a league, I played in this little Filipino league. But uh, I I balls though. I'm about to go hoop today, actually. <laughs> Do sports and music intersect in different ways for you? Sports was my first love. Um, basketball, to be more specific, was my first love, and it taught me about life. Like how you gotta, it's just it's just like life. You gotta you have a team. You're trying to win the game. You know what I mean. So and like you gotta go about it that same way with life too. So once I started rapping, it's pretty much the same thing. Uh, you know, just build a team and see how far you can take that team. Whether you're a vocal leader, everybody got their own positions. You know what I mean? But yeah, basketball has been, has taught me a lot about life. I, I wouldn't even know a lot about life if it wasn't for sports. Mm-hmm. And still, even, even when I play basketball now, I'm trying to see what I can take from that and put it into my music or in life in general. You know what I mean? I feel like I feel like everything, like you said, I'm a spiritual dude. I feel like everything's just connected. You know what I mean? And we learn from different things to help us in different areas. Mm-hmm. Um, now to now, I guess to take it back a little bit uh, with you, Koresh, real quick. It's interesting that you said that you played in a Filipino league because I'm. Um, I think I came across one of your earlier works from 2010. Um, oh my. real MC ish. Oh my god, yeah, um, and, yeah. We don't. I don't. I don't really talk about that, but uh-huh. you know, that 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 was <laughs> real MC ish. That was that was literally my first. That was my <laughs> first. That was my first album. That was my first album I ever created. That's like actually when I first actually started rapping. Uh, I started rapping when I was like eighteen. And uh, I was rapping with this cat named Mike Bars. He got me started on that. And you still rap with him now, don't you? Yeah, I still rap with him now. We got we actually working on an album right now, uh, Treehouse Gang album coming out pretty soon. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look out for that. But yeah, I started rapping with Mike Bars when I was eighteen, just playing around, not knowing what I was doing, and I came out with that album. So that's that's what that's about. Mm Well, if you will, if you will allow me, I did want to talk about one piece of that album because okay, I, think, no, okay, yeah. Yeah, I think it's interesting. So, you know, uh, going back to this idea that, you know, you as of right now, at least with your mood and like with your artistry right now, you seem a bit more direct with the listener. And you had this interesting song to me. Uh, I think it's taking me away where, you know, you're talking about your issues, but you're referring to yourself in the third person. 
Yeah, when when I was creating that song, actually, um, I didn't really have any intentions of putting it on a beat. I was just writing, you know what I mean? And it just literally let my feelings all go on that. And like I said, that that's what I was going through at that time. Mm-hmm. So I talked about it, you know what I mean? So that's pretty much how that was. I had my, um, you know, Mike Bars, he's the one that showed me the beat to the song and I, you know, I did what I had to do. But yeah, that was, man, I can't, that was a long time ago. I can't, I can't even believe you, you talked about that song because I, did, I forgot about that, honestly. Oh, you got that. And you had Filipino Girl in there too. That's why it was interesting that you said the Filipino League. Well, check this out. That the the Filipino girl, uh, me and Mike, is it, a it's a little fun fact. Um, me and Mike, we had a uh, we had a party in the summer of like 2009 or something like that. I think I was like 19 years old. Okay, and we had a, we had a fat party, and um, I would my baby mom just had my baby and we we've had this party and we there's a bunch of filipino girls there and that night uh my my homie mike bars whipped up a beat and we called it filipino girl because that's what we we're like i said that's what we were going through at the time <laughs> right 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 so is, is that so is that that party that you're talking about is that where the uh where the rave skit kind of comes from or the idea of it um a little bit, yeah. I mean, that's what the lifestyle was <laughs> at that time. So, yeah. Uh, cool. Now, so, um, so, so, Saifa, I, I, I hear you. Like, I heard you down in the background when we were talking about uh, uh, Caress's album. But for you, um, are there any uh, like, what, what is your first album? What's your first project? When, uh, when did it come out? Uh, my first project was called The Freshman Tape, and it came out when I was fifteen and a freshman. It's it's really uh it's really low quality and like I I recorded it on the microphone on my computer like I didn't have a mic I just used the mic on the computer and I don't know how to mix or nothing none of those beats belong to me it's it's a really low quality project but I mean I I still appreciate the lyrical content but yeah it's called the freshman tape all my solo tapes you can find on uh, SoundCloud at uh, Sam Saif or Samadhi Saif. That's spelled S-A-M-A-D-H-I space C-Y-P-H. But yeah, that came out back in 2015. Okay, cool. Now, um, well, you know, I, I, I mean, I think we've all have wrapped out of, you know, with the with the, like the factory computer mic and everything like that. I had some shit that will probably never see the light of day. <laughs> yeah yeah but so um so speaking of which um i know you guys are about to record soon after we're done with this and everything like that so um what uh, uh, uh i guess what uh, uh what's your setup like right now that you're going to use and how has your setup changed over time man the setup has changed the setup is always changing. It's always going to be changing <laughs> you know, whenever we get whenever we get some new fly stuff that's going to make our our uh sound sound better, sound better yeah, like we just throw it up in there. Like, uh, just in this past year, I upgraded from uh, an MXL mic. I think it's a five fifty. Mm-hmm. It's like it's like a two hundred dollar mic, so it's like it's an all right mic. But I just upgraded from that to a Newman mic, which was like seven fifty. And I'm sure in the next year I'll probably get a new mic after that. Uh, we have a booth that is soundproofed now. We did not or at least me personally i did not used to be recording like that i would just record wherever and then um 
what else? Uh, we're just tightening up, tightening up the skill as far as like mixing and mastering. Yeah, there's a little room in uh, Sipes' basement that we go into that has all the equipment. And we go in there. We call it the dungeon. Dungeon. <laughs> uh-huh. And we lay tracks down. But we're always upgrading. We're always trying to find ways to uh, make it better and sound better. You know. Wait, so when it comes to mastering, are you are y'all still using um uh, isotope? Um, I actually. I actually just downloaded um, some Isotope plugins, like literally just like two weeks ago. I wasn't using that before. Yeah, yeah but it's better to use Isotope plugins than the than the program, right? Yeah, I because use I use Logic Pro X for just about everything, but I definitely would use some like Isotope plugins, some Waves plugins. Um, I had been like the G Funk tape and uh, God Notes. I I honestly like to be real like. I w- I'm not too fond of uh, the, the the mastering and the mixing on God Notes. The G Funk tape is good. I like that. Like I can listen to that and enjoy it, but it, I can also see how it can improve a lot. But like with those tapes, um, I had I had mixed and mastered just using Logic's uh, native p- plugins. But um, I just like I said, I just got some Waves plugins and just got some Isotope plugins. So. The next project that comes out will be an upgrade from that. All the next projects is going to be upgraded. Oh yeah, from definitely. The previous, definitely. Mm. I mean, hey, well, the you know, well, the the G Funk tape it, it slaps. Like the like the bass is like really good, well put together, and everything like that to me. So shit, I think you, I think you did a pretty good job with the G Funk tape. I appreciate yeah, that. And, and like like I said, that's all done by our, by herself. My yeah. man Syph, he he does he does the mastering and the mixing and all that, and you know. We're and pretty like I said, music it's like a learning thing. We we just do it ourselves, learn how to do it, and now we have the knowledge to make it better if we need to, you know? Yeah. And I feel like I feel like that's like I feel like that's how you can really get great at it. Cause like Dr. Dre, for example, he he talks about how he had no idea how to use any of the equipment and, and like nobody would Nobody would teach him at the time because, like, when he was on, like, when he was on, like, death row, like, nobody wanted to come around and teach him because it was all a whole bunch of, like, gangsters doing gangster shit and they don't want to be around that dangerous environment. So Dr. Dre had to teach himself, like, how to mix and how to master and just how to get his sound on point. And that's how he became so raw is because he just, he just approached it just not knowing what he was doing but as a student approached it as a student right and just and just taught himself and that's kind of what i'm doing and especially today because of the internet the internet like so much information is available that there's no reason not to you know learn how to do it on your own yeah mm-hmm. you're not trying to learn how to do it on your own you're just gonna stay where you're at unless you got a lot of money <laughs> or you got the right mentors yeah or resources whatever so I said we we didn't have resources like that, so we had to learn on our own, start from the bottom. Yeah, yeah. we're doing alchemy right here. We right, we're making something out of nothing. I right. mean, yeah, that's. I mean, yeah, that. I mean, that's most definitely true. Um, so so for you, Saif, um, when so when you began rapping, did like producing come a bit later, or did you just kind of like pick both like both of them up at the same time? Um, well, like like I had said, I have I had played guitar and bass before I rapped. Mm-hmm. I was doing drums in a jazz band like around the same time that I was rapping. I did I did uh I was playing drums for about like four years from when I was like I wanna say like twelve to sixteen. 
And like I was I was rapping at the same time. Like I I, I wrote my first rap when I was like um when I was like 12. And so like the musical knowledge that came from like those instruments, I kind of like incorporated that into my raps. Like I've had people tell me that like I rap like a jazz drum and I I, I would totally agree with that. Like just as, as far as like rhythms, like I, I could see myself like the rhythms that I rap in are very jazz, like, like how you would play it on a drum set. But like I got into producing, like, I guess you could say I got into producing when I was first started playing guitar because, um, like I had a I had a guitar teacher and uh like part of the lesson was I had to write my own combination of chords and whatnot. But as far as like as far as like actually producing like hip hop, I I started as soon as I had access to a computer and I could get on GarageBand. That's when I really first started making beats, and they were just terrible at the time. But I've definitely just evolved that more and more. Mm, right. So, um, so is there a particular kind of like do you use like Reason or nowadays or um a beat machine? Um, I use uh an MPK with uh Logic. Pretty much, yeah. Pretty much, like all my work is done in Logic, just because like I I I'm pretty I'm pretty familiar with Logic, so it's it's real easy to learn more in it when you already know how to do it. I could like I could start up something new, like I could start to learn Pro Tools or start to learn Ableton, but it would just be kind of like a few steps back to actually start to understand it. Because just to understand Logic was like a process in itself, but now that I'm familiar, I can uh, get better at it easier. So when it comes to uh, like building a project and trying to get like these different producers, I'm assuming you all you, you guys like most likely have connections with all these different people nowadays. But um, uh, do you will you guys like go back to just like in-house producing, just like you know from Usaif or Ucaress or something like that? I mean, we would definitely do some in-house some in-house stuff if like my only thing is like it's 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 hard for me to produce an entire project. And then also rap on it and then also mix and master it. So that's why usually we don't have just strictly like uh like just strictly an in-house produced project. Like I would definitely produce for like somebody else or produce for like just myself. Mm-hmm. But like it's it's real hard to like produce a whole core demo project, have everybody come record on it. I record on it myself as well and then have to mix that all up. But like Usually for core demo projects, like yeah, we'll just we'll just find beats that we vibe with, and then we'll take it from there. I know for me, like when I like produce and rap, like they're like for me, they're like kind of two different muscles, and they could be like yeah, tiring at times. And I can only imagine how it can be if you have a whole group that you got to produce for, and then you got to mix and master your own, like you know everything else. And that that's the thing too. Like um, another thing that's essential. In this rap game, like I was talking about earlier, building a team and all that, everybody got their own positions. We got a lot of MCs. We got Sam, who's uh, you know, mixing, mastering, can make beats. You know what I mean? What we're trying to do now is just expand on our team as far as people who can mix, produce, make beats. We're just trying to have all that on our team. Like, like we were talking about before, Death Row. They had. They had Dre, they had Pac, they, they had, had a Snoop, whole team you know what I mean? behind the scenes and in the forefront. You right. know what I mean? So right mm-hmm. now, that's what that's that's what we're building up, t- building towards right now. We we recently got a photographer, um, 
so yeah, we're just trying to build up like that. Yeah, like ideally, if I didn't, ideally, if there was somebody else who strictly did uh, the mixing and mastering, then um, the product would sound better because that's strictly what they do. And also, then I could put, uh, then I would have more time to just focus on just producing and uh, rapping. What's the writing process uh, for you guys? Do you do y'all still, um, you know, uh, use pen and paper, or do you guys like, you know, type it up in your um, in your phone? Uh, for pen me, and pad. Okay, yeah. For me, it's both. Writing is like air to me. You know what I mean? Wherever I'm at, I'll write. Yeah. Whatever well, I got doesn't doesn't really matter. It's the stuff that you know. It's like just. Getting the music recorded and recorded right and getting it to sound right is the big yeah. part. The writing process, I could be anywhere. I could be in any environment. I could write 16 bars. Sure, the same thing with Scythe 2. You know what I mean? Whether it's on the phone, whether it's on the pad, we, we have yeah. something we got to say, we'll say it. thing we're trying to, we got that down like air. You know what I mean? thing we're trying to figure out now is how to make a consistent, how to keep making consistent projects with good mastering, good mixing, um, good beat selection and all that. So yeah, the writing process is just like air. But yeah, like, yeah, I, 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 like I'll write on whatever, but like if a pen and pad is accessible, that's, that's my, uh, that's what I prefer. Go-to weapon. Yeah. That's my go-to weapon. Exactly. I prefer the pen and pad just because, I don't know. I feel like I feel like there's kind of a more um, I feel like there's more like intimacy with the writing when you you're writing it with the pen and pad rather than just typing it on the phone. But if 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 like let's say I'm just like out and about and I don't have a pen and pad, then obviously I'll just jot some rhymes down on my phone or um, even sometimes like especially with songs that are like singing songs, I'll even just hop in the booth and freestyle a sing song. But I'm not, I'm definitely not a rapper who freestyle raps their, all their songs. I definitely think that, uh, I, I think you can tell the rappers who freestyle their songs. I think you can differentiate between the rappers who write their raps and the rappers who freestyle their raps. And I mean that as in the rappers who write their raps tend to present more skill than the rappers who freestyle their raps. So with regards to the entire core demo, when you, all of y'all get together, um, what's the, what, like, what, what kind of vibe do you, like all of y'all need, like, you know, to, to kind of get on like the same, the same page, the same kind of wavelength when, when y'all are like, you know, starting a new project or working on, um, you know, a song or two uh, during a session? Like what do y'all need in the studio? Y'all got a lot of candle or what? Um. <laughs> 40 ounce a 40 ounce of paps <laughs> oh. i get my a couple of burning. joints yep incense burning <laughs> you know what i mean my man scythe might meditate for an hour or two in the morning yeah, you know what i mean that's necessary for just the day bro. the homie sav might be uh practicing martial arts <laughs> a couple minutes before the studio session you know but no, uh, but we, bro, we, 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 we vibe on this. We vibe on the same wavelength. Yeah, just yeah. Regardless. We, we just vibe off of each other. So we're, we're all like the same. We like the same people in different yeah. bodies. So like we just we just hop in the stew and we just we just find like uh, we just find sounds that we like. And we're like, OK, let's rap to this. And then we do it. Yeah. Mm. It, it's, like, it's like a thing where when we all get together, 
music just happens. It's, right. it's not even. We don't even have to say. Let's make. Yeah, music. it's it not. It's happens. not even premeditated. Really, it's. Oh, we're here. Let's. Uh, there's something about to get done. Yeah. So I mean, that's interesting though, because like, so Saif, like you know, you like you actually meditate and everything like that. Um, Koresh, you have like you have like the like the um, basketball like kind of like sports kind of um, vibe going on or discipline. Um, I think you guys said Sav does martial arts and shit like that. When it when it comes to you guys, although you guys are similar, was there like a different kind of vibe when you between um, the guard note sessions and the uh, the G Funk tape sessions at all? Definitely, definitely. I mean, I would say so. I feel like the G Funk tape. We were just kind of like, I mean, what were we doing at that time? We were just, yeah, what were we doing? Well, here's how it is. For me, it's probably a little bit different for me because I'm not the one mixing and mastering. And, and but what were we doing? Were we, were, we, were we partying during that time? It sounds uh, like it. Yeah. It, was, it was summertime. It was partying. Oh, it was summertime. Okay, yeah. that's why. It was and, summertime. And that's we it. on the West Coast. You know what yeah, I mean? G-Funk tape, it was summertime. God knows we had recorded in the winter. And uh, the winter was real harsh this past winter. Like, it was snowed out. Me and Caress, we were just locked in the house for, like, two weeks. Yeah, two weeks. And we were just like, all right, we'll, we'll just make music. So the sound is really just, like, it's really just, like, isolated. And, like, we were just thinking, you know what I mean? Like, it was just us and our thoughts. So, like, that's what God Notes really was, is it was just, like, a poem. And like you said, like, there wasn't a hook on a lot of the songs because – we weren't even like we weren't even really making songs for that tape. It was more just like a long poem on uh it was like a poem in rhythm, you know what I mean? So like we just we just whipped that up. We were locked in the house and that's how that happened. And then yeah. We were trying to get twenty songs on it, but we yeah. we, we actually we did make a couple songs. Didn't make the cut. That did make the cut, yeah. right. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh yeah, but then the G Funk tape, yeah, that was summertime. We were kicking it. I didn't have school. He works at a school, so he didn't have school either. And uh, so we were just we were just kicking it, catching, you know, we were just having fun. And so, like, it definitely reflected in the music. Um, because I love, like, so I love how you guys, like, you do have, like, the lo-fi kind of icy, isolated sound. And yet you guys do have, like, your kind of, you know, kind of West Coast vibes on it, like, with Chats with the Devil, which, you know, is really, really cerebral, I think, if I recall properly, like, different perspectives on consciousness um, for the most part. But you guys have, like, this kind of, like, harmonic uh, bone thugs kind of vibe to it in certain respects, if I do say so myself. And then, like, even with old roadside and like how like how um i think rush you start you started that song off with that that really personal verse again about um your daughter and everything like that so yeah i, I think yeah that's my like my favorite project from y'all it's like a really it's a really thoughtful album and i can kind of see it as like it's like a long poem like all you guys like in your different in your different states but at on the same on the same page well yeah, yeah we we all we all vibe on a on a I don't know if spiritual is the right term, but we all vibe on like a spiritual connection together. So it was really pretty easy. We, we all got a spiritual side to us. So like yeah. that side definitely interacts with each other. Yeah. All right. All right. So, um, so where, so where do you guys, um, see core demonstration going in the next, you know, two years or whatever like that? Um, what's coming up for y'all solo projects, a new core demo project tour. What's going on? 
whether it be solo stuff or core demo stuff, it's gonna um it's gonna uplift us all. So like I put out a solo tape, but by me doing that, it's gonna help caress out, it's gonna help Sav out, it's gonna help Bakia, it's gonna help everybody out just because they're all part of it and they're all part of the movement. And so like um we're kind of just like we're working on everything, honestly. Like Caress is gonna finish up his uh the the Treehouse Gang album with Mike. And uh, that's gonna help. That's gonna help us out because um, they're gonna see Caress on there, and you know what I mean. If Core Demo has a feature on that, then obviously it's gonna help Core Demo out. And then uh, I'm always working on solo stuff when I'm not with when I'm not with Caress or when I'm not with anybody. I'm always working on stuff just throughout the day. So I'll have another solo tape out pretty soon. And then whenever me and Caress link up, we always work on stuff. So like there will yeah. definitely be another core demo tape out soon as well. Yeah, there's always gonna be a core demo tape coming out soon. But like you said, you said um where we see yourself in the future as far as core demonstration or solo or whatever. Me, um I don't like put a face on that, but in the future, all I see is us having what we need to have to create our art in the way we want it to be. We want to have full control over our art, whether it's music, videos, uh, whatever it is. So that's where I see myself in the future, not, you know, just upgrading and being able to say, I want this to look and sound exactly like this in actually getting that yeah, done yeah. so that's where i see us have the resources future. to do that yeah i feel i feel personally i want to uh i want to expand more i want i want my music to be heard on a larger scale i want um because like I, I i personally like i want to talk about things that really make people think and really like help people find themselves so like yeah, like I, I, I just really want my music to be heard on a larger scale so that I'll be able to do something like that. And um yeah, I'm just I'm just really trying to expand. I'm just really trying to get more uh get my music out there more. So I'm just trying to make the moves to do that. All right, but um and uh finally, where can people find you guys? Uh social media and everything like that. SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Twitter. We got a website. Okay, what's the name though? Yeah, what's the name? <laughs> www.timwprod.com. And you'll see that on the social media. I'll be posting that daily. Um, you can find uh, all of our Instagrams and, and all that at Core Demonstration. C-O-R-D-M-O-N-S-T-R-A-T-I-O-N. Yeah, you can find you can find Core Demonstration on uh, Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud, Bandcamp. Um, you can find Caress's SoundCloud, Instagram, Facebook, all that at Caress the T, which is spelled T-H-A-M-C. You can find uh, my SoundCloud at Samadhi Saif or Sam Saif. Samadhi is spelled S-A-M-A-D-H-I space C-Y-P-H. Uh, my personal Instagram is uh, the the Lone Samurai, and Lone is spelled with a zero rather than an O. But yeah, and then uh, Baki Coles, you can find him on Instagram, Facebook, SoundCloud at B A Q I space Coles, um, like J Cole with an S. Mm. And then um, Sav, you can find him on SoundCloud, Instagram, 
SoundCloud and Instagram just for him at um, SAV, which is spelled with the money sign, SAV. And then um, Empress, you can find her on Instagram, SoundCloud, Facebook at Empress. And the E is in brackets. That's a necessary part of the name. And then uh, my man Jai, he still doesn't have a uh, SoundCloud or anything like that, but he's working on stuff actively, and he's he's going to be on features in the future. So you'll yeah, see you him. can just find him if you come to Portland. Yeah, like, you, go you, downtown yeah. or something. T i m w prod dot com. T i m w prod dot com. Different plane now, man. It's all good. Well, what up? All good, baby. In every hood, Bridge. son. Well, what up? Yo, CNN, Network Channel 10. It's on again. Network Street Network niggas is grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface. CNN, Network, Network Channel 10. Network it's on again. Street yo. niggas is grown men. Bold face, gather your face. Stay in place, yo. Crime lace. Cast more beef than Scarface.